the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. What do you mean the World Health Organization is in charge, bro? Just follow me, because we need a little controversy. We're in charge? You mean who? The band? No, 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 the World Health... I thought we pulled out of the World Health Organization. Oh, Biden put us back in. And, 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 and now the Republicans that lifted the debt ceiling, they're financing a non-American bureaucracy that's going to take over the American health care rules and regulations. That's not good. That's not good. What do you mean there's another $15 billion going to those crooks in Ukraine? What about the $400 million Zelensky and his crew already stole? The Porsches and the Bentley. We're not going to... Samantha Power. Oh, I like Samantha Power. She looks like Pippi Lystocking. She really does. You ever see Samantha Powers? Whew. She put the glee in ugly. However, she's been around since the Obama years. Well, she's bragging now about something called DIAA. What's that? That's a way to bribe people faster with money that was just paid for by Republicans who agreed to lift the debt ceiling. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine. But it's totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion. In That's just now, by the way. And, and you know, an investment means you put the money somewhere and you get a return on the investment. What's the return on the investment? I mean, how are you going to figure out, are we, are we going to sell the, the Bentleys and the Porsches? President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. That's all right. He's got a lot more coming. You get to upgrade. Maybe you get yourself one of those Rolls Royce trucks. In, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in past years and still has work, as you noted. She's admitting that it was the most corrupt country in Europe. Still got problems, but that's okay. Samantha Power and the Democrats, they get a piece of his back. Oh, I remember. I remember Soros and the rest of it. I remember Biden and the billion dollars. I remember it all. To do on corruption today, I don't know if we could have gotten that money out of Congress, if not for DIA. Mm-hmm. Because what DIA allows us to do is that direct budget support goes, yes, to the Ukrainian government, but then it goes to pay teachers, to pay healthcare workers, to pay first responders. And there's a digital trail. It's not, you know, some official deciding this or that. It actually is going directly into the bank accounts in a manner that just, it would have been untraceable in a, in a, in a prior regime. Well, then why can't you find the money? Hey, you, dummy. Why can't you find the money? I mean, we all know what's going on. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. 
Uh, we don't like him anymore. Sure, he was the guy that you hung your hat on for the last 45 years, but we don't like him anymore. And now there's Lindsey. Oh, Lindsey. You see, it's not just Democrat scum. It's Republican scum. And I don't just mean Roger Stone. Where's his wife? What's the velvet room? You cannot say with a straight face that this military budget is a counter to Chinese aggression. A military budget should be based on threats. So, Squirrel, this is that fear-mongering where people get afraid. Give them more money, and we'll focus, we won't focus on the fact that the, the Pentagon has already lost $6 trillion, and the budget for the Pentagon is $1 trillion. Oh, I know, they say it's $880 billion, but they don't add in the CIA black pot. Don't add it in. Shh, shh. And what happens to all the money they steal? Oh, don't worry about that. Lindsey, who's never been in a fight in his life, aside from a pillow. Lindsey, he wants to increase the budget. And what he's not going to tell you, Squirrel, is that with all of the money, the entire Chinese budget, do you know what they spend, their government spends? 20% of their GDP. You know what we spend, Squirrel? 120 not political deals to avoid default. But I'm tired of having default hanging over my head as a reason to neuter the military at a time we need it the most. No, no, we're not neutering the military. I'd like to audit the military. You see, this is another scam that we turn a blind eye to. You see, the military's been losing money since we picked the other communist in the Vietnam War that added up to a bunch of dead Americans that we now celebrate. The Pentagon has finished its first ever audit, possibly the biggest, most complex audit ever done. So it's fair to say the agency had low expectations. Deputy Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan said Thursday, we failed the audit, but we never expected to pass it. As Shanahan put it, the fact that the Pentagon did the audit in the first place is substantial. Adding, So you slave, you'll take whatever lie comes out of it. And later on, we go to find out a year after the budget starts that they had lost 27 Trillion dollars unaccounted for. Samantha Powers brags openly about $15 billion that goes directly into the accounts of who exactly? Oh, the guy buying Porsches and Bentleys. And then there's Donnie Rumsfeld. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. Huh. I wonder if the next terrorist is going to hit the budget office again. In the meantime, what is going on with the World Health Organization, Squirrel? Well, a warm welcome to today's talk, Wednesday, the 7th of June. Now, first, we have this World Health Organization new pandemic treaty. And then we have the uh, World, World Health Organization uh, international health regulations which are going to be binding on member states and pass by default unless member states get up and actively prevent them from being implemented. Now, I know, I know, Squirrel, you said you thought we pulled out of the World Health Organization. Well, that was the other guy, the guy that's about to be indicted, the one who's linked to roughly 130 million in what we know were bribes passed through his crack-smoking sister-in-law banging whoremongering son. We know about 130 million. We have the, the, the documents, everything. The FBI's had it for three and a half years along with the left that we're going to indict this guy. Now, it is now official. The Trump administration has taken the unprecedented step of formally pulling the United States out of the World Health Organization. Now, the process will take 12 months to complete, but it leaves the U.N. agency on the brink of losing its largest financial contributor. The largest financial contributor to the World Health Organization. Trump pulls us out of it. 
And the first thing the dimwit in diapers, the most obvious, corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, the whore in diapers, what does he do? I want to go back, Maddie, to the executive order on uh, pausing the U.S. withdrawal from the WHO. Just how significant is that? I mean, this is huge. As a reminder, Trump withdrew from the World Health Organization in May, which was the previous height of the pandemic before the one that we're in right now. And of course, public health experts understandably really rebuffed that decision. Now we're seeing President Biden reverse that move and again, putting Dr. Fauci at the helm of that effort. And it's important to note that Biden really needed to do this today because tomorrow the World Health Organization is having their executive board meeting. Dr. Fauci will attend that meeting representing the United States. And uh, Biden's aides said earlier today that Fauci is expected to start not only reforming, but just strengthening that relationship between the U.S. and this health organization as we all work together. So now that we know that the Democrat mafia is the Fourth Reich, what did they do after they put it together and we funded it all? Now you'll be pleased to hear there's something else. Uh, the World Health Organization global digital health certificate i don't like the sound of that squirrel do you like the sound of that the digital health certificate how would they possibly monitor that i don't understand how they're going to monitor that sukobi 19 kaisers easy nazi klaus schwab we'll get to you later and it must be pretty good because this lady is looking really delighted with what she is reading global digital health this is dr john campbell and I uh, think it's very important for you to take a look at his YouTube channel before the Fourth Reich American government t- removes it from the evil Google machine. Because in it, you'll see that during this advertisement for slavery, they like to put the women dressed like the mailboxes. What are they called? Sharia? The, a bunch of Sharia women, which we think are smiling, but we can't tell, you know, because they only allow them us to see their eyes. Certificate. More on what it means in this video. Uh, now, this is in cooperation with the European Union. And now these ladies... Uh, Do we cooperate with the European Union? You know, the European Union seems to be another cartel of corruption, robbing and uh, taxing pretty much everybody, you know, with a global tax. One has to do with the global tax. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the fact that uh, the, the, the Republican Party is now uh, really pushing back on that in a meaningful way and where you think that really stands and whether that can even happen at this point well i think the pushback frankly is misguided I th- oh man hands man hands there you are you viagra slayer janet yellen says that the pushback against the global tax that's misguided because now the fourth reich that the republicans funded when they lifted the debt ceiling now they're in absolute control and what can the republicans do gots I think this is an extremely important um, agreement. Countries are beginning to adopt it. Uh, the EU is, uh, is moving to put it in place. And So now we're no longer America. We're part of the EU. We fund the World Health Organization. And what exactly is the new treaty and what are their powers? They seem to be carrying things donated by the World Health Organization. So um, clearly the World Health Organization is a generous organization and is reaching these ladies in this picture. Uh, More mailboxes who we think are smiling. um, Now, this is the European Commission and the WHO 
launch landmark digital health initiative to strengthen global health security. Oh, boy. So hopefully you're all feeling more secure. Now, aside from the fact they poison people with mandated vaccines, unexplained deaths, around 20 to 22 percent, depending on how many people were actually forced into the experiment. Uh, now they're in control of all policies throughout the world. That's the W in WHO, Squirrel. Now, this is built on this original work here from the European Union Digital COVID Certification. See, I really don't give a rip about it. Right here, European Union and World Health Organization. But Joe Biden's in charge now, and we're their slaves. And we pay for it. Well, not us. The Republicans that lifted the debt ceiling. Now they pay for it. Well, we get the bill. Digital Health Certificate Network. So there's going to be an international network. Oh, boy. Digital. All right. And... There's a slight concern at the moment that I have. Um, Little one? I've just become aware of the power of artificial intelligence. Oh, boy. Combined with the global digital network, we won't go there at the moment. Um, so it's, WHO has established a global digital health certification network. Huh. Health. That's kind of like the network that uh, Samantha Power likes to bribe the Ukrainian Nazis with. Certification network. Uh, open source platform built on robust and transparent standards. So glad to see it's transparent. Uh, glad to see it's transparent. Uh, that establishes the first building block of a digital public health infrastructure. Huh. So we're going to have a global public health infrastructure. And it's all going to be mediated through the auspices of the World Health Organization. Now, here. Oh, wait a minute. I remember. The son of the Third Reich Nazi, you know, the leader of the Fourth Reich Nazi, Klaus Schwab. I remember him talking about AI as well. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology, our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected. And who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. He wants to put the chip in your brain score. What do you say we put it in his brain and then I could shove his head up his own ass? What do you think of that? Our Kim Sung-min reports. It was always a matter of when, not if. The Trump administration has gone ahead and formally withdrawn the U.S. from the World Health Organization. Confirming the decision, the U.S. State Department said the administration on Tuesday notified the United Nations, which is a depository for the WHO, of its formal withdrawal. U.S. Senator Bob Menendez also tweeted Tuesday that U.S. Congress received notification from President Trump about the news. This decision was not out of the blue. In May, President Trump expressed his intent to pull the U.S. out of the WHO, blessing the institution as a tool for the Chinese government and in the pocket of Beijing. This was after the U.S. launched an investigation to identify the origin of COVID-19, and President Trump accused China for being responsible for the pandemic. Being the WHO's largest single contributor, the withdrawal of the U.S. could deal a massive financial blow to the organization. In 2019, the U.S. contributed around 400 million U.S. dollars, accounting for around 15 percent of the WHO's total budget last year. However, whether this decision comes to fruition remains to be seen, as it has been criticized by congressional lawmakers, even Republicans.
Earlier this month, House Republicans urged President Trump to change his mind, saying the U.S. could do more in its response to the COVID-19 pandemic if it stays within the WHO. Since the U.S. is the world's worst affected country with more than 3 million COVID-19 cases, there's a possibility the move could face barriers during the year-long withdrawal process. Experts say a lot hinges on whether President Trump wins re-election in November and if the idea draws greater support from Congress. After he wins re-election, which is why the Fourth Reich had to steal it. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. You see what's at stake, Squirrel? is the whole world economy and the Fourth Reich on top of it. That's why Joe Biden is exactly where he is. The only good news, the only hope we had was the debt ceiling and the fact that he doesn't know his own address. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Oh, squirrel. I think I got thrown down the stairs at Eddie Rockets to this song. I remember bumping every almost every other stair. Um, we had an opportunity to stop it and go through it piece by piece by piece. This is the problem. When you're stabbed in the back. This was Trump's problem. See, Trump had some great, great qualities. The best foreign policy president in American history exactly at the right time. He wanted peace. He wanted peace, he wanted prosperity, he wanted American strength. But the people who surrounded him, Squirrel, were the scum of the earth. This is his big downside. You see, he hung around with not just Paul Manafort, or uh, what was the guy uh, uh, that was the Treasury Secretary, the one who was the big money bundler, Steve Mnuchin, the one with that third wife who looked like she just fell off of the dollhouse dance floor. Um, Another scumbag. But Roger Stone. What a creepy scum he was. Jared Kushner has an IQ of 70. He's coming to Miami. We will eject him from Miami very quickly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't bite down. See, when you grit teeth, you don't have teeth. You got caps sewn in your skull because your teeth are as pretty much like everything else, fake. So if you're gritting your teeth, you're going to be a tough guy. What are you, 80? He'll be leaving very quick, very quickly, very quickly. He has 100 security guards. I'll have 5,000 security guards. You want to fight? Let's fight. F*** you. F*** you and your abortionist daughter. I think he was talking about Trump's daughter, right? I think he was that Roger Stone, creepy stone. What's the Miami Velvet Room? Did you ever see the scandal that ruined this piece of dung's career, Squirrel? His wife, I don't know, I don't know, it was somewhat a, a BBC. I can't remember what it is with these scum swingers. I don't know what it is. Uh, Bill on the south side. Yeah, I was just wondering, since Pence and Fauci were working close together during the pandemic, you think Pence will choose Fauci as his running mate? I think that the saboteurs, the, the, the ones who are at the nipple of corruption, are in the Republican and Democrat Party. That's why, do you know who resists and where we get the most pushback for this show? Do you know who it is? It's not the, the uh-huh. Democrats. It's not the Democrats that you would think. It's the scum Republicans, the establishment right. whores who never made an honest dollar in their life. They're out there, too. And I'm here to kick their ass, too. Thank you very much, Bill. George in Naperville. Sean, I think our country has us covered. In Fauci, we trust our health. In Kerry, we trust our climate. Oh, that climate. Oh, you know, they're trying to blame these uh, 
the New York air on climate change. I wonder if there's another uh, eco-terrorist afoot, you know, like the one that's in charge of the Bureau on Land Management, Tracy Stone Manning. Take a look at her. She was an eco-terrorist, and now she's in charge of BLM. Not the, not the Marxist mafia BLM that break the windows and steal the Louis Vuittons, but the Bureau of Land Management. That is the one she's in charge of. Craig and Mount Greenwood. John, thank you very much for taking my call. And, man, am I glad I uh, got a chance to talk to you about this because I remember when uh, this was all being talked about, it was a big deal about uh, our politicians and the people on the left or the right. Both sides were going to be against it and protect the American people from this WHO agreement and everything. Because am I correct in what we they were talking about is that, that if these people, if, if Biden did this, that the American people would be under the, the uh, authority. Yes, we are. That if is in effect. Yeah. If something happens medically, Matt, the WHO says this emergency and they can send in foreign. Joe Biden. Military. Yes. Joe Biden and the Democrats who are now funded by Republicans. They bend knee, they prostrated American citizens to the corrupt World Health Organization. The one that's responsible for the three years of fascism that stole the lives, and stole the time out of everyone's life. The one that still gets the money that the Republicans just signed the check to. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Red. There it is, Miami Red Velvet. Red. What a sick place that is. Um, hold on, Squirrel. i got to save a picture to my phone that was just sent by those people at Breakthrough Ideas. Love the people at Breakthrough Ideas. Larissa, for my new screensaver. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, well, well. Funny thing about a radio show when you give out the phone number. Looky, looky, looky. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Now I can. Who is this? Oh, okay. I I, I didn't hear you say my name. Listen, I got to get straight. I got to get Is this Verlon? Yes, it is. Oh, look at you. Well, well, well. Go ahead. I got to get straight to it because I listened to your show yesterday, and I heard you say something about people or I don't know if it's one or or a few were calling you a racist. I cannot in good conscience (laughs) sit back and let the scarlet R word be weighted around your neck. See, see, people. Listen, I don't care. I don't care what morons think, Verlon. You know this. I'm more interested in the principle of our idea. Now that you've heard my dissertation on why supporting and funding the Marxist mafia is absolutely the incorrect thing to do, and the scare taxes are nothing that the opposition to the Marxist Mafia should have bought. It's, I'm more interested in the broader point. You do understand I was I, right, right? I, 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 listen, Sean, please, wait just one second. Right. I just want to tell the people, stop it. Two guys can buck on air without the white guy being called a racist. <laughs> but we got to come up with a new rule, Sean. All right. What we say and do at the cigar shop stays at the cigar shop. Because I'm going to tell you, if they heard the way I speak to a couple of your patriots <laughs> the God shop, they would say I deserve everything that I got Saturday. Well, let, so let me, let, wanna... uh, you know, I, I hate to, to tip all the cards. See, here's the deal that people don't understand. How long have you and I been friends? Ballpark. Oh, my God. About, oh. At least about seven years. I can go all the way back. 
to when we used to cross talk over Dan and uh, now how many times we stand up and start shoving each other, arguing where I get calling you all kinds of names and you call me all kinds of names. How many would you say? How many? We never shove each other. We just keep calling names. Right, but I could punch you in the face names. and you could punch me in the face and if a grenade flew in, we'd jump on it, correct? D- damn right. Okay. Yes, so we. this is something not, not- scourge and scum don't understand. And when I say that, yeah. I say it for a specific reason. We might as well lift the curtain a little bit. When we had our kerfuffle, and as we always do, because you're mainly always wrong. When we had that kerfuffle, and it was over, did a couple of, uh, what happened? Did a couple of cockroaches reach out to you? You don't have to say anybody's name. I'm just asking you. Were you solicited, yeah. were you solicited to do what they do? Yes. Well, well, they asked me that question. Does, did, did that sound racist to you? I said, no. We talk uh-huh. like that in person. But see, people don't know that. See, they, they don't know that because they're not around each other when we argue. So I don't. I, 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 don't, I, I hate far people. more white people than I do any other race, and you know that. And by the way, um, I'm half Italian, and what exactly is your racial breakdown? Maybe you should tell the people. My racial, my racial breakdown, my mother's half white, half black. Uh, my, my grandfather, my father's father, is half Navajo Indian, half black. So that's my that's my breakdown. I'm a, I got yeah. three different bloodlines. But when you're in my cigar store, you know I only let good people in the cigar store. No dummies. No no Democrat voters or no Roger Stone friends. When you're in my cigar store, what would you say? I hate to do this, but would you I say know. it's all Caucasoids in there? No. Oh, oh you got me. You got Jay. You got you. Well, you 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 half and half. You got. <laughs> You got uh, uh, <laughs> you got another Hispanic guy that comes up there. Then uh, mm-hmm. Tom, well, with the Amish, his, uh, we call him Amish. He's half Polish but, and half something else. But I here's the other thing. You have. Here's the other thing you have. You have conversations that are taking place of lawyers, doctors, investors, and the conversation is never about anybody in tights chasing balls. The conversation is always about principles and fundamentals. And those right. principles take place. And ultimately, I pretty much win every one. But, you know, you know, everybody assumes that. But the reality is, any, dis- any kind of disagreement when the mafia is around, they're not looking to win the point because they cannot. They're scum of the earth. They're cockroaches. Or as they're called in Melrose Park, La Cucaracha. And the La Cucaracha always come out and they don't want to win the argument. They want to slander the person who's accurate because they see the scheme. And that's kind of what we experienced. Together we went through that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes. But but what I want to respond to is you said something about Reagan Saturday, and you said it yesterday on your show. Okay, this is what I want to say. You said he shut the government down eight times. Eight. The debt, the debt at that time we took it over from Jimmy Carter was $738 billion. Today the debt is thirty trillion. You and can't compare eight what? shutdowns at, at that at those billions. We could what do I like back. to do to you? I mean, aside from prove my point, is to give you the perspective of the money in circulation, the velocity of money and the total GDP at the time. And had he not done that, we would have gone bankrupt ten times faster than twenty twenty three. Because now the debt to GDP is unpayable. In fact, they know they're never going to pay it off. They're not even trying to pay it off. And that's my broader point. You had a moment in time to prioritize and educate the people. 
But the fear tactics of the mafia are always the same thing. The world will stop out and the old people won't get to checks. None of which is true. The first check is always to the debt, the servicing of the debt. The second isn't because it comes out of a war chest. There is no social security war chest. It exists on taxation of paychecks. They always get their money. Second are the old people. The only thing that would have stopped was the agenda of the mafia, the fraud to the Ukrainian Nazis, the fraud to the military industrial complex, the payoffs to the uh, uh, big pharma and the rest of it. You had a moment in time to stop and educate the people. And if they go to day 13, oh my God, but day 13. But this is all something we've done in the past. But in this era, after COVID, you broke the American spirit of courage. And you know who comes around? The cockroaches. And they all get in. Now, none of them ever earned a dollar in their life, like Roger Stone, whore, pimp, scumbag lobbyist, and his friends in his cohorts. And they pretend to be on your team. And most people don't realize when you give the government a blank check, they don't write it to the people. They write it to themselves. And you could always tell how bad something's going to be when people support it are of ill character. And I don't just mean Roger Stone. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I thank the gentleman for yielding and for his leadership, and that Mr. Boyd, the chair of our budget committee, as well. I, uh, Mr. Speaker, I associate myself with the great remarks of our distinguished leader, Mr. Hakeem Jeffries, who spoke. So this drunken dimwit, Hakeem Jeffries, and then you're going to do what? You're going to give people an excuse for more and more taxes. Revenue needs to be part of that discussion. It's not all a matter of spending. Um, I think we, in the interest of tax fairness and having the resources to invest in our economy, we also need to be uh, considering proposals that would enhance revenue. That's taxes. The ink isn't even dry on the debt ceiling. They're not going to review one fracking dollar. They're going to use that debt as a weapon against earners like you and the rest of the people. Because we don't know Roger Stone, scumbag. And we're not going to get the special carve out. That's my broader point, And you know it is. And furthermore, you know I'm right. What? Listen, my only retort to you right quick is where I disagree with you is I think we need to have an adult conversation about title uh, entitlement reform. If, if we reform the Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security and people are going to have to understand they're going to have to accept less or raise the age before we get it. And start paying you, down our debt with the entitlement reform. You That's can't where I think have we, conversation we, we, about reform after you fund the drug addict. It's hard to have a conversation when they're high. And that's what happens when you fund this government. They're high. They don't give a rip about reform. And now what this idiot McCarthy did and the idiots that support him, they gave him until after the so-called election. After you know they stole the last one. You didn't even use it for leverage. For voter integrity laws. Nothing. You used it for nothing. And my, the evidence is just the fact. The ink is not even dry. They're bragging. Samantha Powers is bragging about $15 billion to Ukraine's that we already know they steal the money. What could $15 billion do in these neighborhoods of people, Americans, who are homeless? What could it do? I mean, not that I'm for that, but let's just have that argument. There was no thought given to it because people reacted out of fear. And any time that happens... The charlatans and the foxes and the pirates win. And that's what happened. That's the point. And you know it. And then the other thing that happens is the roaches come out from under the rocks. And they pretend to be involved in fighting for the right. The same roaches that contacted you. And uh, they wanted you to call me what? 
What again? What did they want me to call you or you to call me? I don't like say I don't like saying say that it. word. But say racist. it. Racist. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. racist. Now let me ask you a question. From the second I met you till the the five thousand arguments we had, did that ever even cross your mind in that giant head of yours? No, no, because we talk about issues, and that's why I love coming. I love coming to the shop all the time. Yeah. We talk about issues. It's never about race at all. Nobody thinks about that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You're welcome here anytime. Now say goodbye to me like we were just leaving Pete Buttigieg's house. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say see you soon on the 22nd when you get back. All right, you got it. I'll be back before then. You come over. You're still paying full price right. for a cigar, jerk. <laughs> all right. I'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Maybe slow poke is pretty slow downstairs in the feet, but he's pretty fast upstairs in the cabeza. The cockroaches, they're everywhere. We should have cut Like Sagwa Fair. La cockroach is everywhere. And you know, it's funny. That girl that we use as the bumper music, that's a Republican. That's why she said, he represents us. I do not represent the Roger Stone scum. The Paul Manafort scum. And the rest of the roaches. Like Kevin McCarthy, who pretend to be doing good because they understand that they can deceive fearmonger to become oligarchs in this country those are the rat bastards the scum that i see the game so they're smart to attack me they're smart to try to malign me with racist and all the rest of it because i don't care what color somebody is it's the character that i can't stand you see nancy pelosi i believe she's italian squirrel like i'm half italian and she's a cockroach a scumbag and she's dancing earlier and captured so much of what is so important here today. Mr. Speaker, our Constitution makes perfectly clear. Listen to this slurring drunk. Now, somebody could give her a pass because she has the Roger Stone caps on her teeth where they grind her original teeth down to the fangs like the vampire rat she is. But uh, I don't think it's because of the caps. I think it's because of the booze or post-op Pelosi, Demerol, or whatever the hell this dimwit's on. In the 80s, I'm pretty sure it was the Yale. The validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. And the bipartisan budget agreement, we honor our sworn oath as lawmakers <laughs> to uphold this constitutional... Shut up, you dimwit! How come they never talk about Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1? You know the one where the government's not allowed... To print up fiat debt to be used as a weapon against the people? You don't want to talk about that one, though, huh? Demerol dimwit? Ah, why not? You're a Democrat rat. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so There's a lot of flaws in humanity. But in my opinion, the greatest flaw 
is the human being's willingness to subject himself to slavery. That's what we experienced in the COVID lockdown. Bar none. The idea that elected political whores you could buy and sell like juicy fruit had the power to shut down your life, keep sons away from mothers as they died, and vice versa, is outrageous. Take businesses away, livelihoods away. Put honest, good people under house arrest. It is outrageous. Yet there were only a handful of people that fought up against it. One of the greatest examples of fascism, totalitarianism, comes from a very well-known communist sympathizer in, I believe KJP calls it, Canada, by Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is almost as corrupt as the Bidens. You can almost imagine the conversation between the liberal intergovernmental affairs minister who was found guilty of breaking the ethics law and the prime minister who's twice been found guilty of breaking the ethics law saying, how are we going to quit getting found guilty? I know we'll appoint my sister-in-law as the ethics committee. That's what he did. That's what happens there. There are still patriots there. Patriots, not just of Canada but of the principles of the enlightenment, of freedom and liberty. My next guest is one of those people. She is Tamara Leach. She has a new book, Hold the Line, My Story from the Heart of the Freedom Convoy. Tamara, how are you? Sean, I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm aggravated because I make a terrible slave. Mm. And it's nice to be in the company of somebody else who makes a terrible slave. Uh, certainly, I would make a horrible slave, yep. <laughs> but you, you had... You had extortion and control of your assets, the likes of which we read about and few have experienced. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think the freezing of the bank accounts is something that could, should actually concern every, every human being on this province or on this, on this planet. You know, our, our government went ahead and unilaterally froze oh. Canadians without parliamentary oversight, with no court order from a judge. They couldn't do it fast enough for the bank president and for our finance minister. When she was announcing the freezing of the bank account, she was giddy with laughter and giggling like a schoolgirl. Now, I have to tell you, I have been a fan of the Canadian people for years. I was fortunate enough to be introduced to Canadians years and years ago when I was a kid, and I didn't understand the difference until they explained it to me. However, at that time, there was a Trudeau in office. His name was Pierre. And the biggest problem with Pierre was that he was a communist sympathizer. He had gone to China. He had a long relationship, an admiration for Mao Zedong. He passed that on to his imbecile kids, who I believe the mother was kind of trampy if memory serves me correct. And now you are strapped with the fruit of his loins, who also seems to be a apparatchik of the Communist Party. Do I have it right? You absolutely nailed it. Right after he was elected, our Prime Minister was talking about his admiration for the basic dictatorship in China. And I'm not sure if you're following what's happening in Canada right now, but we are right now right in the middle of a big Chinese foreign interference investigation into our elections. And I love that bit you played at the beginning with Trudeau and his sister-in-law hiring her as ethics commissioner, because what he's done in both the uh, inquiry into the invocation of the Emergencies Act, Act, which was held here last fall, and right now into the Chinese interference investigation, he's appointed his lifelong family friends to investigate himself. And guess what they keep finding out? What's that? That he 
that he's but it's not his fault. He's not guilty. <laughs> now you have friends to looking after friends. My bitterness you'll, and my callous nature to the fact that uh, government has a very systemic problem that isn't racism, but it's corruption, is because I'm from the sewer of corruption, the hub and the nucleus of all gangster governments called Chicago, Illinois. So what you guys are doing pretty much is an imitation of what we all know as Chicagoans, but the good ones. The bad ones, they cozy up to it because it's really quite lucrative to cozy up to government supremacy, is it not? Uh, yes, I think it is. Yep, I think um, this has been a real eye-opening experience for me. Like I've been, a, I've, I consider myself fairly awake. I've been following what's going on in politics. As a matter of fact, it was your election in 2016 when my eyes really began to open to the state, current state of our our legacy media, our mainstream media here in Canada. And and I would get up every morning and I'd turn my coffee on and I'd sit down and I'd watch the first loop. And every time they talk about Hillary Clinton, it, they had nothing but nice things to say and the way they talked, you know, and then they talk about Trump, but it would totally change. Yes. Well, I nicknamed her the Duchess of Chaffington, which I think is the most accurate nickname ever given to a political <laughs> prostitute like Hillary Clinton. However, you've got your own issues there. But the other thing is, what was it, um, your book, what was it really like? Uh, I read stories. I, at the time, I talked to a Freedom Convoy member. He um, had his money seized. He was one of the protesters there. The American people sympathized with that, not the way that your government sympathizes with the communists, but we sympathize with somebody fighting for freedom. And they raised money, and they never even got the money that was raised. Is that right? That's correct. GoFundMe shut us down. Um, GoFundMe ended up shutting us down. Of course, you could likely heard about that. Yeah. And then, and and GoFundMe said, told us they're like, well, we're not going to refund unless you you contact us and ask for a refund. We will not be refunding you. And then we're going to give that money to the organization of our choice. And it was Governor DeSantis from Florida. I hope I get the opportunity to shake that man's hand one day because he stood up and said, "Oh no, you're not." Because if you do that, that's fraud. And then GoFundMe, it actually ended up costing them money to refund it, because then they refunded everything. But they had released a million dollars of that money. So I actually moved to Florida in the beginning of it, because I wasn't going to let yeah. some fat pig trust fund baby like J.B. Pritzker shut down my life. Uh, that's the way I took it into my hands, and I've been tan ever since. But the reality is, it's a different climate when the government protects your freedoms versus trying to take them away. So we, I have a lot of Canadian people that I have come to know and love. And it's amazing the fascism that takes place in, in uh, Canada, also known as Canada. In fact, they can't really be out of country for more than six months, even if they go back a day. And the regulations around money are something that is beyond Orwellian, it's the future for America, is it not? The idea that they were able to shut you off from your assets, to confiscate the quality of your life. And what is the pushback like now? And are there any, any wheels in motion to stop the continued fascism that they're very comfortable implementing now? Well, I'm not going to give up. Obviously, there's I'm limited as to some things that I can do now, because although I have not yet been found guilty of a crime, I've had my civil liberties taken away. I, I'm, I've, I have really insane, broad conditions, uh, ill conditions that I was released on. And so, you know, I have to be very careful. Chris and I are facing trial in September over a mischief charge, um, which, mischief. oddly enough, is... Mischief is what is the is the worst that we're charged with is mischief and, oh, and which in Canada is like 
by painting of the side of a wall. But the Crown Prosecutor in our case is a real eager beaver, and he's quite emotionally invested, which is a terrifying thing to say about a Crown Prosecutor. And he wants 10 years in jail for us. Neither one of us has a criminal record. Neither one of us has a, a, a violent past. I, myself, have never even been in Facebook jail before. Uh, rapists and murderers in this country get treated better than myself and Chris Barber and some of the others that were that were well, was held in jail after he was arrested for five months. Well, Tamara Leach, do you call your um, your attorneys lawyers or do you call them barristers? I can't remember. You've got a cozy relationship with the Merry Old England. What do you call your lawyers? Uh, yeah, we just call them lawyers. Yeah, you just call. Oh, I, I always want to call attorney, them. Yeah. I always wanted to call them barristers. So you should tell your barrister. Um, you should bring an example of Lori Lightfoot, who defines mischief as carjackings, rape, murder, and shooting, and stealing Louis Vuitton purses. Maybe that'll get you off. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll I'll give him that heads up. <laughs> so your book, Hold the Line. How long did it take you to put it together? Have you written a book before? And I'd like to know what the sales are like and where we can go to help you sell the book. I've never written a book before. I, although I have done lots of writing personally, you know, uh, growing up and stuff like that, but I've never actually written and published a book before. And, and it was a very therapeutic, it was a very therapeutic um, uh, experience for me because I, I hadn't been able to speak out. I hadn't been able to say anything. And so that was my first opportunity, you know, to really tell my side of the story. It took us, so geez, we started the process in August after I was released from jail last summer and um, continued right through to the end of the Public Order Emergency Commission, which was the inquiry into the invocation of the Emergencies Act, which is basically martial law here in Canada. And um, and then we just finally released it in April. It's available at theconvoybooks.com or on Amazon. And, um, you, you know, it, it's, it's an important story. It's, it's not just an important story for Canada. I mean, Canada, you, you know, we're known as boring. You know, we're peaceful, passive, polite, you know. But um, if stuff like that can happen in this country, it can happen anywhere. Yeah, that's the problem with being peaceful and polite. Um, however, I have to say, you're a, <laughs> you're a mother, you're a grandmother. How long were you in the the clink for? How long were you in prison? I was arrested in February at the convoy, and I spent 18 days in jail then after I was initially denied bail from a justice that we found out later had actually ran as a candidate for the Liberal Party. Go figure. Yes. And um, the, the Crown Prosecutor is also a big, big Liberal donor also. So I spent 18 days in jail there. Last summer, I was arrested on an alleged breach charge. First time in Canadian history, a Canada-wide warrant was issued for somebody that was charged with mischief. Uh, our, our government flew two homicide detectives from Ottawa to come to Calgary to pick me up to escort me back. It was that crazy. Is, it, it was it's infuri- you know what it is? It, it's infuriating. I have to tell you, I'm listening to this, and you're probably close to my, you're probably younger than me, but you're probably my age. And you've got kids, you've got grandkids. How old are the grandkids? They are, oh my gosh, my youngest was just born in August. He's nine months. And then my middle granddaughter, she's two, and my oldest is seven. And the reason I ask you that is because, you know, lives go fast. 
we don't have time to waste to to corrupt politicians. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you're doing will live as a story when they're grandparents. And that's the importance of it. And that's what needs to be done. And I love that you did it and you're doing it. A mother and a grandmother standing up to absolute and total totalitarian fascism. And by the way, these rat bastards were wrong on everything they did, from the masks to the vaccine to all of it. They're wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're too arrogant and too ignorant and too cowardly to even discuss it. So they have to put people in prison away who fight back against it. So if you ever need, like, help uh, raising, say, run money, you call me. We got a deal? A deal. (laughs) I wish you the best of luck, and I'm going to tell you what, I can't wait to buy the book. I'm going to do it right when I go to commercial. It is called Hold the Line, My Story from the Heart of the Freedom Convoy. And I'm thinking about history and how our history aligns and the corruption in government. And you want to know something? I believe, Tamara, it's because we allow corrupt communist sympathizers, Marxists, socialists, fascists, to hide behind that word liberal. I remember hearing a warning about it in the 70s from a very smart man named Milton Friedman. And he said, when you, when you call fascists and totalitarians liberal, you give them a shield, a virtue Trojan horse that they can hide in. And before you know it, they're locking you up, they're taking your money, and they're putting you under, under, under arrest. And that's exactly your story. So do me a favor, correct the Canadians that we are not going to call these communist bastards liberal anymore. We're going to call them what they are, a corrupt mafia. And in the meantime, I wish you the best of luck. Please keep me posted, will you? I would love to. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you and your husband and your family the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. There's cockroaches up in Canada, too. See, the real cockroaches are the corrupt mafia. How do they get in these positions? They sell a lie. Virtually everything that comes out of the mouth of both the Republican, Democrat, or Canadian cockroaches is a lie. But how does it get that swindle? Oh, let's deliver utopia. Take back our future and take back our lives. Take back our lives from capitalism and greed. The greed of the fossil fuel industry is literally destroying our planet. I think the hardest time I, I, I the hardest thing I have is that that is a communist, not a socialist. The other dimwit is a bartender who figured out a scheme to become very rich and wear $3,000 shoes. She's just a dimwit with a good sales pitch and a very annoying voice. But it's never worked. They don't have a, a policy. Not one. Not one policy that works. Massive, massive costs. Hopelessness. That's what the philosophy delivers. Saving the planet, say these activists, requires socialism. Because socialism creates an environment that provides for all people, not just the privileged few. This is simply nonsense. Just nonsense. Tom Palmer, unlike AOC and most of us, has spent lots of time in socialist countries. Decades ago, he smuggled books into the Soviet Union. More recently, he's been driving in supplies for Ukraine. What he's seen convinces him that AOC and Bernie and these protesters are just wrong about what's green. We tried socialism, so we ran the experiment. It was a catastrophe. Worst environmental record on the planet. 
In China, socialist leaders noticed that sparrows ate valuable grain. So they launched a campaign encouraging people to kill every sparrow. Billions. Now, do you realize how stupid you have to be to be a socialist or a communist? Is it stupidity or greed? Because the people that follow the American Democrat, they're not interested in keeping their money. They're interested in taking others. And then they know that the government is corrupt, like Joe Biden, his dimwit son, and every frecking Democrat in Chicago. They know it. And they went in on that scheme. And it's within that scheme that the bureaucracies protect the scammers. And their ideas that sell show you that the people that support it are the dumbest people on our planet. Of birds were killed. It was insanity. People banged pans and blew horns, scaring the birds into staying in the air for longer than sparrows can tolerate. These poor birds were exhausted and died and fell from the skies. Officials with guns shot the birds. You look at the people who were chasing down and killing the sparrows in the old films, they were into it. If you failed to show enough enthusiasm for the socialist goals of the party, you were going to be in trouble. The party's campaign succeeded. People killed nearly every sparrow. But all it takes is two minutes of thinking to figure, wait a minute, who's going to eat all the bugs? Without the birds, insects multiplied and destroyed more crops than the sparrows had. Hey, morons, got any more ideas? What's your big policy, you idiots? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. And time keeps dragging on. I love this song, Squirrel. I loved it. What a time in America, boy. You knew right from wrong. Would have never tolerated the skullduggery we're accustomed to now. And we didn't get here just because of the Democrat mafia. They've always been around the roaches that they are. We got here because of the Republican roaches. I believe that anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. The Stepford vice president, I think, is a cockroach, Mike Pence. Did you ever listen to his radio show, Squirrel? Oh, did it suck? It sucked. It's a terrible, terrible show. But uh, Mike Pence is a fraud. Mike Pence never once questioned the results. Never once questioned the results that were handed to him after four hours of the count being shut down. Never, ever wanted to audit the vote. You know, such things as like election integrity. When Republicans talk about election integrity, they're really talking about voter suppression. Now, here she is, the brilliant Cori Bush. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. How's that working for the pedophiles? Let's listen to some more of the wisdom of the Democrats' version of Socrates, also known as Socrates. They're talking about carrying on the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow by actively disenfranchising black and brown communities through legislation like the American Confidence and Elections Act. How are those black and brown communities doing? You see, because you like to hide. You're like the Republican cockroaches. You like to hide 
behind race rather than look at the results of your actual policies, you corrupt Democrat whores and pimps, the mafia. In 1950, Detroit was the wealthiest city in the United States per capita. What happened? What happened? The wealthiest. The motor car industry. Yes. Good jobs. And then uh, it declined somewhat by 1968. Even the UAW had a hard time ruining it. They eventually did. And you know what else happened in this time frame, Squirrel? A new contract. Strike, negotiations. And they uh, disincentivized the car companies from staying there. And you won't believe what happens when you disincentivize business. Had the riots in 1968, and the riots never ended. I mean, there's a sense in which the riots took place in 1968, and then you had crime on a grand scale and just continuing uh, the automobile. That sound like Chicago? It sure does. So Walgreens unveiled a new look for their stores. Uh, they unveiled that in Chicago, and it has basically everything locked up, uh, in part because of the theft that they've seen. Uh, recent study shows that uh, 50% of retail workers have seen some sort of retail theft, and another nearly 50% are afraid to go to work. So is the president aware of retail theft, and how come the problems become so per- 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 pervasive? Under- the president is aware what day it is. Retail theft? He's a thief himself. Think he's going to be offended by this? So look, what I can tell you is unlike congressional Republicans, the president has taken action. He has taken Ooh, action. What's the action, KJP? Action to deal with, uh, with, uh, with the crime, hiring police officers. Uh, we've, you've seen that from his actions that he's taken. I wonder if it's like Chicago where they hire the gangbanging scum, roaches, to be uh, peacekeepers. You think they're going to do that? Well, how did it turn out in Detroit? Automobile industry, what remained of it in 1968, moved out. There's not a single automobile in the United States made in Detroit now. Huh. Uh, and people moved out. Uh, and then it became completely unlivable. You know, if you go there and you were to tour Detroit, what you'll see is ruined buildings, beautiful churches with everything collapsed inside. Do you think that's a story just about Detroit or do you think it's more of a crystal ball of anywhere these Democrats pretend to rule what they really do is steal to cut crime and he uh, and it started with the american rescue plan the american rescue plan had billions of dollars uh, that went into communities to hire police officers (laughs) they didn't hire police officers they stole the money uh, to it, to to make sure that we held, we had accountability as well uh, on the ground. And let's not forget his safer uh, American plan uh, to uh-huh. fund the police and invest in crime prevention. So we have taken actions. I wonder if we that's have- like the money that was supposed to go for the COVID reaction in Illinois, and then this fat slob Pritzker put it in the fund. I wonder if it's just like that. It's a crystal ball when you see a news story about Detroit, some other failed Democrat sewer. Steve, Arlington Heights. How you doing, Sean? Good to hear you. It's a happy uh, Wednesday hump day. Hey, yes, I think it's, it's Kamala Harris Day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that Pence they said, you know, asking other people to go above the Constitution. You know, I'm not a big Trump fan, but it's town hall when that reporter lady who was debating with him said, you know, did this, and he said, well, then why did they change the rule after? Yeah. You know and what I'm disappointed? A, I wanted... He could have rebuked, but he did not. No. He, I mean, everything was at stake. 
They had to steal that election. Look at what they've done, how they've crippled not just uh, our economy, but how they've broken the principles of our sovereignty. They turn our decisions over to another corrupt organization, not just Ukraine, but the World Health Organization. They had to get Trump out of the way. He was in the way. But Trump made a huge mistake. That last year of his presidency sucked. And the people he surrounded himself with, like like, uh, Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and Steve Mnuchin, they sucked too. So he should have saw that coming. And he set himself up because he surrounded himself with cockroaches. Like Roger Stone. This is a great clip, by the way. This is relatively new. Jared Kushner has an IQ of 70. Jared Kushner, you could say a lot of things about him. But stupid isn't one of them. In fact, what he did in the Middle East is amazing. Don't worry. Roger Stone was a lobbyist for the dictators all throughout the world. That's why he's part of what's called the torturer's lobby. Nobody ever talks about that. That's before he was in a magazine with a ding-dong on his face. Asking for strangers to, you know, play naked leapfrog with his wife, the sick bastard. He's coming to Miami. We will eject him from Miami very quickly. He'll be leaving very quick, very quickly, very quickly. Don't pretend to be a man, Roger. I guess you could do it. You're only around those those uh, sycophants to you and your corruption. Because if you were in Mulrose Park, you'd get those caps slapped out of your face. He has 100 security guards. I'll have 5,000 security guards. You want to fight? Let's fight. You, you and your abortionist daughter. He's talking to Trump, but yet all of the roaches—they use this guy like he's has credibility. Roger Stone is the scum of the earth, and so is everybody who hangs around with him. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. You know why Roger Stone lives in Miami? Democrat haven, debauchery, all kinds of scandal, scallywags, not just swingers. Cowards like the cop that wouldn't go in the school during the shooting. Well, he's got a judge with a crew cut. Uh, Doesn't look good for you, huh, dummy? Meantime, Democrats are starting to wake up. I couldn't believe this from today. F. Chuck Todd, with the hair like a Q-tip, and the wife, Democrat lobbyist, must have washed his face with cold water today. Let's talk about the accumulated debt, because we've been telling people for so long that accumulating this debt is going to become a... You've had former chairman of the Joint Chiefs saying it was a national security issue. That was in 2011 with Mike Mullen. Uh, We've been talking about, oh my God, this is going to become a problem at some point, and yet our economy keeps growing our ability to hold more debt continues to grow. Well, I knew he was going to screw it up. The economy isn't growing. Government spending is growing. The economy is shrinking. And this isn't just an American phenomenon. It turns out it's all over the world. Claire, let me just cut to the chase. At the margin, does OECD confirm the shocking duration of weakness that IMF modeled a number of months ago? We have global growth improving over the period that we're forecasting today. So we expect global growth to moderate to 2.7% in 2023 and then edge up slightly to 2.9% in 2024. You know what the bar is for actual growth, bro? You're not going to believe it. It's more than that. 
These are historically low numbers for the global uh, for the global economy. We've seen higher rates in the, in the past, so the outlook is certainly without without change and without action. The outlook would be for global growth to return, but to be at weak levels. Claire, these are shocking numbers. Am I wrong? And for all of our listeners and viewers, that three percent growth is a global recession. With that sort of three percent view, can OECD say it is a global? recession? It's not a global recession. We're projecting that the global economy is going to grow at 2.7 and then 2.3%. That's not a recession. But he just said three was. Hey, stupid. These fracking Democrats. They'll lie right to your face. Do we have a debt problem in this country or not? What say you? Well, one thing I'll say is that we have been working to reduce the deficit, which is the first step in reducing the debt. Uh, you know, the right, but the debt does keep growing. We've yet to re- we haven't reduced it. We've just sl- we've slowed the- we've slowed the rate of growth a bit. Yeah, I mean, again, that the first thing you got to do if you want to see that debt come down is to get a handle on the deficit. Never going to pay it. Have no intention of paying it. Rinse and repeat. And now uh, Blinken is kissing the ass of some inbred born by cousins called the Saudi royal. You should see this freakazoid. Makes Don Knotts look like a bodybuilder. In the meantime, the Democrats are moving full speed ahead with the guaranteed extortion of anybody earning money that isn't paying up, kicking up to La Cosa Nostra. Other countries are as well, and I think this will stop the race to the bottom that's occurred over decades in which countries have um, competed to make, um, to try to get business to their shores. But, but is that and impossible it's to good for American point? business. Well, I know it's depressing when she talks. I do. But I want you to just picture her husband in a strip joint getting $50 lap dances, all with funny money. It's the only way you can listen to manhands. While also controlling uh, spending. Spending? You mean like your husband in the strip joint? Well, he's got to put those strippers through college. Well, you know, I've been saying now for almost a year that um, I see a path to bringing down inflation while maintaining a strong labor market. And I think the data we've seen recently and over the last year suggest we're on the path with those characteristics. Huh. <sighs> Had a chance. Now we got to wait. The debt will be 38, 39 trillion. The numbers will be bigger. The government will be bigger. We'll have another chance. Just hopefully our courage and our cojones will be bigger. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so I believe we've only had a couple of respites of government supremacy, government growth, and the acceptance of it by the American people. My favorite era was the Reagan years, bar none. Eight 
years, eight government shutdowns, and a presidency that changed the trajectory of government supremacy. It was short-lived for me. However, the people that made it happen are people who are a goldmine of information, people like my next guest, who during the Reagan years was a senior official at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, also at the Office of Personal Management. He is Dr. Robert Moffat. He is now a senior research fellow at Heritage. How are you, Dr. Bob? Uh, Sean, I'm great. I'm very, very happy to be with you. You know, Monday was really, it's a sad day. I'm a big Reagan guy. And the reason I am is because he managed, I know you are, he managed to do that with nefarious entities, both in his party and the Democrats. He was able to do that because he understood the fundamentals and the principles of liberty versus collectivism. And I'm wondering, what what do you see now and how can we change the trajectory of our nation? Well, I mean, to be very frank, uh, it's going to take a sea change of uh, a sea change in Washington in 2025. And um, I do not see any way out of it. Uh, What we have to do is we're going to have to elect more conservatives to the Senate, especially, hold on to the House and elect a president who is going to use the power of the presidency to reverse all of the damage that has been done uh, over the past uh, 12 years. I mean, we have got a lot of work to do. Now, your profession is... Actually, eight years. Yeah. Your profession, though, is arguably, if it's not the financial sector, it's definitely your profession, arguably the most infiltrated by collectivists we've ever seen. We just lived through a time that I didn't think was possible in America, a time when fascism was, was the norm, and it was really through the industry you're in. The do-no-harm industry, as doctors, for the most part, forgot what their job is. And they use their power, in my opinion, as a tool, as a weapon of fascism against the American people. And they were able to do that because you tapped the second most dangerous human quality, fear. And they created a cult of fear. And doctors that spoke up against what they saw were attacked do you think we can get the integrity in our health care system back, or is it forever yeah. lost as Fauci has become no, the norm? Nothing is ever lost. Uh, you know, Ronald Reagan had it right. You know, uh, America is still the city on the hill. We are Americans. There's nothing we can't do if we put our minds to it, and we're willing to put our shoulder to the wheel and get the job done. Uh, no, what happened in the past three years uh, is absolutely unbelievable. We shut down the economy. We destroyed uh, hundreds of thousands of businesses. Uh, we put uh, millions of people out of work. We uh, re- retarded uh, the uh, educational opportunity of millions of uh, school children, especially those who, who come from the poorest and most vulnerable families. And we imposed a mandate uh, for the first time in the history of the United States a federal mandate on all Americans to get a vaccine, which was only appropriate for those who were vulnerable to the virus. Um, No, it's just a remarkable thing that we've gone through this. What is really scary, frankly, uh, Sean, is the fact that in state after state, so many citizens were willing to simply go along with it. And probably because, as you say, fear uh, yeah. But uh, the fact is that uh, the, ev- the the good news is is that there was a lot of evidence starting to surface, 
and a lot of other other uh, public leaders started to take a different position. Whatever you think about Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, his success in Florida is a remarkable achievement. Uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's the beauty of America, is that we are those those 50 incubators called states. And um, uh, cool. most people fled to those good states. That If they could, they did. And the others wish yeah. they could. But I'm, I'm more interested in the bastardization of the profession that you're in. And this idea that there is a utopia. And you've lived your entire life realizing... Life is the only real finite thing we have a guarantee of. Nobody gets out alive. And when you look yeah, and, tr- and try to give perspective to the people, how is this something that can be done? I mean, are there people that are aware that Tesla lived to be 86 and Galileo 77? And do people understand there was no uh, blood pressure medicine back then? Do, do, they, do they put too much faith in the medicine field? Well, uh, first of all, I want to be very, very clear. I'm a Ph.D. I'm not an M.D., so there's not a lot I can personally do for you. But, no, I'm very close to the medical profession, and the questions you're asking are exactly uh, right on point. Look, I talk to physicians all the time, and this is what they tell me. I I mean, I meet, meet with, as part of my job, I deal with physicians on a regular basis. Um, They tell me that Americans in most cases, dig their graves with their knives and their forks. If you insist (laughs) on eating, you know, tons of carbohydrates, uh, drinking, you know, more than a six-pack, you know, after dinner every night, Uh if you refuse to exercise, if you insist on sitting on the couch, if you insist on letting your brain rot, uh, you know, on the Internet, uh, you are going to be unhealthy. We have a very high rate of obesity in this country. We basically beat most countries of the world in the number of people who are obese or overweight. My recollection is we rank third behind Mexico and Chile. Um, the, The consequence of this is that we have an epidemic in the United States of diabetes. This is our fault. Yeah. Now, the medical profession can only do so much. Um, what they need to do, I think, is to get back to the old-fashioned regimen of being pretty strict uh, when the, when you go into the office for that uh, for that annual exam. Uh, this guy has got to tell you uh, that you know when it's necessary uh, that you have to uh, straighten up and fly right, and um, you know. But, I, but there's the no, there's no simple answer to this. But the government hand in it is really interesting to me as you see the diabolical corruption in health and human services in nih and the revolving door of corruption between big pharma and government and then you see the policies that are manipulated i was just reading about mcdonald's 35 years ago used to cook their french fries in beef stock which was actually very very good for you but because of a very wealthy lobbyist and a very wealthy incentivized person in the uh in the in the corn industry he put up propaganda and he had mcdonald's change the way they cook their fries and now they cook it in a canola oil which is not very good for the human body and you see monsanto and you see pfizer and kids that are on all anti-depressant and all of the things you and i were lucky enough to be born in an era the american people would not have tolerated 
when you see suicide rates and antidepressants among kids and teenagers, isn't this also a government collaboration with Big Pharma? Well, I'm, you know, I will say this. I mean, I think there are two things we have to separate here. One is, um, you know, you, we got, I think we got to keep, you know, perspective on this. Yes. Uh, many of the look, the fact of the matter is the United States uh, is responsible for about 90 percent of all the mon- major medical breakthroughs in the world. And that's because of the intellectual powerhouse that we find within the pharmaceutical research uh, industry. No question about it. People are living longer today because of heart medicines. People are living longer today because of uh, pharmaceutical and therapeutics that are able to battle cancer. Uh, we are seeing life expectancy in, 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 from people who have had heart attacks, life expectancy uh, you know, for cancer, which has really very significantly increased because of America's, uh, because of America's passion for scientific innovation and, uh, and, and, and experimentation, especially in, in medical science. So we've got to be careful here. Yes, there are a lot of things to criticize. I criticize the government in this particular case for uh, failing, and it's a failure, uh, to monitor the effectiveness of these vaccines, the COVID vaccines, um, and, 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 and they failed to, in my opinion, they failed to accurately assess who was most vulnerable and who was most appropriate to receive those vaccines. The government failed us, and the yes. government failed us in the face of mounting information. Good example. We know, for example, and, and you know all this, Sean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. We know, for example, that children overwhelmingly are invulnerable to this particular virus, yes. uh, both in its initial stages, the Alpha and the Delta and the Omicron, uh, and it's, they're still pretty un- invulnerable to this. I looked at the figures actually not too long ago. And over, you know, over a million uh, officially recorded deaths from the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic, yes. uh, less than 1,800 uh, children under the age of 17 uh, died from the virus. Yet, at the same time, we had the FDA uh, advisory board recommending that school children get a corona, uh, coronavirus uh, vaccine uh, without any evidence. For benefit, that is a scientific failure. I mean, that's not unequivocally. And here's the other thing, you know, Dr. Moffat, as we were talking, there's a new phenomenon here in America, and that is censorship. I've never seen anything. It would have never happened when you were in government. It would have never happened when the country had the character uh, of, of, of people like you in government. But there's a there's a there's a a stat that you threw out that I want to just kind of put into perspective. And you're right, by the way, about cancer and about heart, but you're right up until 2021. And since 2021, and we know this not because American uh, media has allowed this out. In fact, American media has censored it. But there are doctors in Europe, like uh, Dr. John Campbell in Europe, who has been like a uh, bulldog with a bone on this. We've got even the World Health Organization, which is astonishing, admits a causal link between uh, the amount of people that are vaccinated and the amount of people that have come down with something like MS and other side effects that we had the American government change the term side effects. We have an average of between 18 and 22, an uptick in death, unexplained death of age groups from 18 to 55. 
And we've got a lot of scandal with this vaccine. I wouldn't take it for $10 million. I'm dead serious about it. I'd lose the job. Do whatever you want to do to me. Because, and it was, it was, it was rushed. And Viagra took 10 years. 10 years of trial. We had bipartisan support. We called it warp speed. We pumped it out and we prepaid. And we held harmless the pharmaceutical companies. Isn't this something we should have never done, in your opinion? I'm curious to know. Well, if it's not, tell me. No, I mean, no, it's no. fine. No, no. I, I think, uh, look, uh, let, let me, let's back up a bit. We can always play Monday morning quarterback, and I really hate doing that because there's very, very few Monday morning quarterbacks that I want to talk to over my coffee on Monday morning about what the team should have done. I hate that. Yeah. The point is, when Donald Trump was faced with this crisis, he had to make a very serious decision. He recognized very early on that we were dealing with something like we had never dealt with before, a very, very strange virus. Now, I, you're talking about the medical profession. I, I have been, during this entire period uh, in early 2020, I was meeting regularly with um, top members of the medical profession, including the former president of the American Medical Association, the former director, uh, Trump's director, of the Center for Disease Control, Dr. Brenda Fitzgerald, and uh, former uh, former uh, Secretary of uh, uh, and then you know, former Secretary of uh, Health uh, Tom Price. The point I'm trying to make is this: all of them, and, and just about everybody who I was dealing with, recognized we have never seen anything quite like this before. Uh, it's re- the rapidity with which it it would mutate. Uh, the fact that, you know, it had very, very strange uh, clinical consequences. Uh, people were dying from a massive, um, uh, what is it, autoimmune response, where the, the immune system of the body started attacking not only the virus, but also the organs, particularly the, the, the heart, uh, the lungs, and the, uh, and the kidneys. Uh, you had these very strange responses. And you had at the same time, you didn't have the same or very early on. We didn't have clarity of exactly exactly how it spread. CDC at one point said that it was it could be spread, you know, on from surfaces. Now, of course, they reversed themselves on this. We know now it's it's spread, you know, as an aerosol. People cough or whatever, and that's how you get it. But the point is, there's there there was right the 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 political leadership, and I'm talking about Donald Trump here and his cabinet were absolutely right to think they had to take decisive action in this area. So they authorized an emergency crash program, Operation Warp, Warp Speed, uh, which did something that has never been done before, as far as I know, in the history of, of public health. And that is develop a vaccine in nine months rather than five years in the midst of a national emergency. Now, yeah. we can say they did the wrong thing. But yeah, here's the point. If you're sitting there, John, and you're being presented with this kind of information, and you see exponential increases of infections, serious illness, and death on a daily basis, you're going to make a decision. Yeah. What if they would have hesitated? Now, we do know that early on, no question, we know early on that the vaccine did have an effect in preventing infection. But 
with the mutation of the viruses over time, the vaccines became less and less effective. And one well, of the great things, one of the great things that the House Republicans are doing right now in oversight investigations is putting these guys under oath and asking them very simple and very straightforward questions. When did you know that the vaccine was no longer effective at preventing the transmission of the virus from person to person? The reason why that's all important is because the Trump administration, you know, they, they responded to a national emergency. The Biden administration had this, you know, basically had had this information uh, for a long time and had and had this had, had these caseloads coming on. But they also had information that this vaccine was less and less effective. But they still insisted on a mandate, including a mandate on Outrageous. the military, Outrageous. young people between 18 and 25 who are least vulnerable to these viruses were you as put off as i was when they wouldn't discuss or even explore notable cures not cures but aids you mean to, the- to ivermectin things we already oh, yeah. knew all of a sudden you know the problem i have with government supremacy is history starts yesterday when the fact of the matter is we've had issues before and what we should have focused yeah. on is how did this happen and was it man and was it man-made because I think there's clear evidence that uh, there, there's a reason that the Wuhan lab isn't really something that was just invested by the NIH, but that Pfizer had a, a research and development lab since 2009. Don't you think we should have maybe followed Trump's lead and investigated kind of these labs in Wuhan? And what the hell were we doing funding a lot of this? Oh, well, there you go. I mean, if you're talking about the big stuff, if you're talking about what potentially... I only talk about the big stuff. I'm Italian. Well, this is real. this is real big stuff. Because you're talking about it, you're talking about a, a deadly pandemic that's killed over seven and a half million people worldwide, yeah. worldwide, yeah. including a million Americans, and basically ruined the lives of, of, of hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 question of the question of American funding of uh, Eco Health Alliance and their relationship with the uh, the scientist at the Wuhan lab, that to me is really the, the core issue, uh, especially for congressional investigators. Yeah. Um, what I think where I think we have to we have to zero in on this. Now, once again, there's some very, very good work being done right now by the House subcommittee on the uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic chaired by uh, Congressman Brad Wenstrup of Ohio. By the yeah. way, he's an American hero, in my opinion. I, I agree. I've been following him. And I want, you know, listen, and this is the, the kind of thing you'll have to understand, Dr. Moffat. I'm from a Chicago area called Melrose Park. And in Melrose Park, there was a racetrack. And it was called Maywood Park Racetrack. And what the wise guys used to do was they used to give uh, the horses that they wanted to win a, a hot shot, an adrenaline. And they would spread sure. the word and guys would clean up. And then they, they got wise to it. And they said, you know what? We're going to start testing the winners. So you know what guys in my neighborhood did? They drug the other horses that they wanted to lose, and they gave them downers so they couldn't run. So when I see an outcome, I'm suspicious from the get-go. And don't you think all Americans should be? No, no. I, I think I think uh, I think we have every reason, as a result of one thing after another, to be highly suspicious of uh, of government authority yeah. as a result of what has happened. Let me. Well, let's just go down the list. 
the first thing that uh, Anthony Fauci uh, said, uh, uh, head, the head of the NIH uh, Infectious Division, uh, Infectious Disease Division, was uh, you should not wear masks. Uh, Fauci oh, yeah. was very, very clear about that, not only publicly, uh, but we know from email uh, traffic that he was advising uh, colleagues of his not to wear masks because, the quote, they would not work. Um, Nancy Messonnier uh, from the CDC, who was a, hot, uh, a top figure, uh, Dr. Messonnier said, no, you should yeah. not wear masks. Dr. Uh, Robert Redfield, by the way, whom I respect a great deal, uh, testified before the United States Senate and made a comment to the effect that masks were going to be more effective in preventing the uh, in preventing the, the, the pandemic or the virus yes. uh, than a vaccine. And this was even before a vaccine was developed. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, we got bad information on the masks. Yes. And the and, and we got bad information, which, by the way, was confirmed by the growth of peer reviewed studies. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, they didn't come early enough. But we know so, now. So there's two things I want to say to you before I let you go. First of all, I love that you come on. You know how much I appreciate you. But there's two things I want to say to you. Credibility is like virginity. Once you lose it, you really don't get it back. Do you think the government is ever going to get any credibility back from people like me? Only if uh, you and your fellow Americans elect to office people who, who are towers of integrity and courage and truth. Yeah, well, we're going to have to get rid of ballot harvesting. And second, Dr. Robert Malone. Uh, well, I wanted to say what I wanted to say is Dr. Robert Malone, the guy who had the patent, said, "I don't like what I'm seeing. I think we should have paused there." And then the other thing I want to leave you with is, if God wanted me to wear a mask, He would have made me Lori Lightfoot. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, that's between you and Lori Lightfoot. I'm quite sure that you know. By the way, you know, she just got a job at Harvard. Did you know? Sure, that? why not? They hire a lot of failures. <laughs> Uh, but that's why that is actually no. Very, very frankly, I mean that's really actually to me. You know, I'm I'm an academic. I mean, to me, <laughs> that is astonishing. Yes, I, I can't. Well, Doctor Robert Moffat, you don't fit in. This country has uh, very few principles anymore, and you're a man of principles. Even when I disagree with you, I love to have you on because you make me think. He's right. Doctor Robert Moffat of the Heritage Foundation. Thank you for everything and a legacy, a lifelong legacy, of trying to be in t- to bring integrity to the government. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. You know, Dr. Bob is such a great guy. He came on to talk about price transparency. And I like to talk about what I want to talk about, right? I'm a jerk. But here's why I didn't touch on the topic of uh, price transparency. The Biden administration and the Democrat mafia control the government, along with some corrupted Republicans. They don't want transparency in anything. It is the golden goose of corruption. Everybody's, oh, I need health care. I need free health care. This problem could be solved instantaneously of health care. Rip out by the root the most corrupt policy this country ever had called Obamacare. Because the people are too stupid to care anymore about a 400% increase in profit. Oh, I know, it's supposed to be called policy, but it's profit. Because these insurance companies wrote the fracking thing. They're raking it in and they have no competition. They don't want price transparency. 
The government knows that Medicare and Medicaid, whatever welfare roach program they got, they're stealing it blind. It's never going to be fixed. But we have an opportunity. And that opportunity is in the failure of the government and the healthcare and big pharma in what we just lived through. An absolute fraud perpetrated on the American people in a bipartisan fashion. So I want to talk about that always and forever. Because what we live through isn't just a fraud and a money grab and ridiculous profiteering. It's un-American. None of what we went through should have happened. None of it. And the intention of warp speed and all right, right here with your scams and your fascism. Galileo was 80 fracking years old. Tesla, 86. Those ideas, yes, they make things comfortable, and yes, there's been successes. No question about it. But nobody gets out alive. How much of your freedom are you willing to sell for fake security, fake safety, and most of all, fake medicine? The vaccine sucks. It doesn't work. It never worked. And I'm not going to cook the numbers or go, go along to get along with it. Not for 10 million am I putting it in my body. Make it 30. Not for 30 million. Take it and shove it. Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Yes, uh, I may. I might have to uh, move to Florida just to uh, attain my uh, CNA license to get it renewed. Come on down. Uh, our ho- you just have to adjust our a ho- little bit your eyes to the speedos, but you'll get used to it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I made a follow-up phone call because uh, our hospital in our area, the Division of Community Hospitals, they're offering a uh, CNA course July the 10th. Okay. CNA stands but for what? Certified nursing assistant. Okay, I don't know. We're dealing with communists. Whenever somebody says C, I think of the Chinese Communist Party. But go ahead. Okay, uh, nursing assistants, you know, to help out the nurse. Sure. Okay, anyhow, um, but it's under their terms. I would be hired in at $10 an hour during training, but I am not, I am forbidden to take the state board of the exam to become certified. Why? And when I asked them today... At 2 o'clock, when that call came in, why is that? They said, well, it's because a lot of people uh, are not, um, uh, they've been failing. They can't pass the state boards. And I'm like, but I'm on the registry. I've been on the registry since 2003. Uh, During COVID, I was doing private duty. And I got punished and penalized because I was doing private duty. And I was not on staff at a hospital. Well, Debbie, come down to Florida. Which a lot was of under lockdown yeah. for three years. A lot of people uh, need medical assistance down here. And the good news is when you change the diaper of a Floridian, you have a very small chance you'll be changing the diaper of a Democrat. I highly recommend coming here. We're all good people should. Here's a guy that needs his diaper changed on a regular basis. Cream Puff, Jim. Uh-oh. Cream Puff, what are you doing? You watching, you watching Jeopardy? Are you, you can't answer the questions. All right, we'll put you on hold. John and Pieton. Hi there. Hi. I am mighty upset, Sean. All right. I have been with the same insurance company for close to 40 years. Oh. Okay. Yeah. One of their agents sends me some information I was looking for, but put pronouns on it. 
And I said, I would appreciate it if you did not respond to me with pronouns because they're offensive. Yeah. You know that without telling me, they canceled my insurance for that? <gasps> Can they do that? Oh, this here's the thing, John. Uh, yeah. 40 this years of premiums. Let's go through a little soft math, a little back of the envelope math. 40 years of premiums. The last uh, three years, what was your premium? Ballpark, ballpark. Oh, my God. Uh, thousands a month. Thousands a month. So you have a family of four, or are you all alone? No, oh, it's just a business. Oh, so it's a bit. Oh. This is not personal. This is a business. So the business, I mean, okay. I, I do. So you're paying at least a three thousand a month. I don't know how many people you got, right? At least yes. maybe, maybe I might be way low. So thirty six thousand yeah. a year, three years. You're uh, you're over a hundred thousand, and uh, you just got fired because you didn't want somebody to mistake you for Jeanette and call you madam. Do I have it about right? Well, you know what? You may have it right, and this place is in Orland Park. It's a very big place, uh-huh. and I hope they're hearing this. Yeah. And the, the little little sneaky squeeze dick that uh, named Adam Zielinski, yeah, that told me this today. Huh. I hope they well, feel threatened. Now I got to search for insurance. Well, you come down to Florida. We got all kinds of insurance. I got good insurance. I, I can't. Yeah. I got a grandson and a son-in-law living here. I can't. I all wish right. I could. All right, well, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure out something. In the meantime, you make sure your grandson okay. comes down. Thank you, brother. Stay strong. That's what fascism feels like. You should, maybe you could have, you, you might have said, you know, you're an illegal alien with a club foot and a hair lip, and uh, you might not have had to pay for insurance anymore. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, Sean, I just wanted to say, you know, this uh, Biden administration and this Jean Pierre or whatever, she, she, you know, got on goal because this fire was not started from uh, the environment or the climate. It was purposely set. Yeah. I have a, a, a report. I read it up on the Canadian uh, media, uh, and, it, and it, it was on there. But uh, they keep pushing this. And, now, it wasn't uh, the, yeah, the, there's video. the Canadia. It was the Canadian. Because if it was the Canadia, we might get some attention. <laughs> no? All right. Well, listen, Frankie, I, I, listen, I could smell these rats a mile away. You, you know, they're, they're, you trace back all of the ecological disasters, not just Nord Stream 2, and you'll find out a lot of them are man-made because there's a lot of money in destruction and fear. Thank you very much, Frankie. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, are you going to donate your body to science? No? Good idea. Uh, here's a good story. Three dismembered heads left at an employee's desk after complaints raised about alleged misconduct. Anatomical Gift Association of Illinois. Here's the deal. Anything with the title Illinois in it, don't give anything to them. These people donated their bodies to science, and they're making fun of people by throwing their heads around like they were taffy apples. In the meantime, we got some more of our successes in Democrat sewers. That reaction coming in as MS-13 gang members are accused of killing a 15-year-old boy in Maryland. The teen last seen back in February, and Fox 5 obtaining court documents indicating the child was found dismembered. Fox 5's Tisha Lewis joining us live from Frederick tonight with... MS-13, these are the guys that Trump called uh, bad hombres, aren't they? I think he's right. Maybe the face tattoo should be a tip-off. The latest details, Tisha. 
Disturbing details emerging from those court documents. The teen last seen February 24th. His mother reported him missing from this neighborhood. The next day, his body discovered between 24 and 48 hours later. His bloody remains, his hair discovered in a wooded area. Now five suspects are arrested. They were arrested Friday in connection to the... See, don't worry, Squirrel. I'm playing it for a reason. They buried the lead. Five suspects, MS-13 members. What do you think their uh, citizen status was? Death of 15-year-old Limber Lopez Funes. Again, his body was later found in the Gamble State Park area. Court documents say the murder occurred near a stream bed close to a large rock. Frederick County Sheriff's Office says the suspects are all here in the United States illegally. ICE has lodged detainers against them. Ah, they're just here for a better life. Uh, let's see. Cream Puff Jim, would you ever donate that physique to science? <laughs> I, I, had, I, I, my, I hadn't had it in the 90s. My mother said to me, I don't think they took people that old. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. You don't like what they do with it. You better not donate your body to science. You want to boys now with a red ball they, in your they, mouth they, for eternity. They, 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 they had to get a crane. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy the, Jimmy the Beachcomber and Grassley, they got a document they claim that uh, Biden uh, can I uh, flag money from somebody. They claim it's out there. It's been Who's out the there one? for four Who's well, the one that supported somebody, Gus somebody, Hall? Somebody, somebody ate this document apparently in a deep state. Well, it's well, Democrats. Say, you people will eat anything. You're like billy goats. In the meantime, whatever happened to the communist who supported Gus Hall? Oh, he became head of the FBI. Yeah, that's normal. We'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.